E-Road provides fleets with advanced capabilities for remote reefer control, real-time compartment mismatch detection, product-specific temperature alerts, and a host of compliance management applications. It's time to revisit how your refrigerated goods are monitored. Welcome to Running on Ice, the coolest community in freight. I'm your host, Barry O'Connell, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, and everything happening in the cold chain world. Not only is there the coolest show in freight, there's also Running on Ice, a newsletter that could not be colder. You can subscribe to that on freightwaves.com slash running on ice. Today, we are joined by Simon Brinkman, Director of Business Excellence and Innovation at World Courier. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Simon. Thank you, Mary. Really glad to be here. Uh, so before we get too far into it today, let's get some background on you and kind of how you got started at World Courier. It's it's, I think, a really interesting journey for me. I came from consulting where I spent many years working across a range of markets. Uh, and I really enjoyed that time because it gave me the opportunity to work with incredibly smart people, uh, uh, helping solve some really difficult problems. A couple of years ago, I got the opportunity to meet some of the leadership team at World Korea. And I joined for a couple of reasons. The first one is the quality of the people I met. Um, these are these are incredibly smart, passionate people who, who genuinely care about the patient at the end of the journey. We're obviously a healthcare logistics provider, um, and and we're all very clear about our purpose, which is creating healthier futures. But but the thing that really resonates with us and resonates with me in particular is the fact that there is a patient, there is a human being at the end of our journeys, uh, and making sure they have access to the right medicine at the right time is, is really important. So the second reason why I joined is the is, is really is that World Courier is part of Syncora. Uh, and so Cora is uh, a Fortune 10 uh, healthcare company. So everything that we do is oriented around providing healthier futures for people and making sure that we get access to medicines at the right time. We have amazing support from Syncora and World Korea in driving innovation. We match the demand from our customers and our patients and working at the intersection of healthcare and logistics, which are two industries both going through tremendous amounts of change. It's a wonderful opportunity for World Career for Sincora and for me personally to help maintain and drive that leading position inside of the market. One of the things I like that you said that, you know, attracted you to World Career is that, you know, you have people there that are invested in just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not necessarily because it's going to make you the most money. So I very much appreciate that. And that would obviously pull me to work for a good company as well. It's kind of a pretty, pretty easy yes, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, Smart people who are doing good work. Um, it's complex work, no doubt about that. Right? Um, therapies are getting far more complex over a period of time, and that's that's fine. Uh, but it's really meaningful, and and the human beings you work with make make a massive difference. Oh, absolutely! It's uh, having worked in some of those trash environment it's all about that environment that you work in <laughs> um but one of the things that you guys kind of announced over the summer was this addition to this real-time location monitoring can you just give us a little bit more about kind of what that is and how um how it works and then that value that it adds to shipment visibility sure so every day teams across world korea support the transport of complex high sensitive pharmaceutical products around the world Many of these products uh, have strict uh, time and temperature requirements and are often urgently needed by patients. There's very little room for error. Our partners, our customers, trust us to deliver their products on time and in the right condition. So every minute matters. 
by increasing visibility throughout the shipment journey, we're better positioned to anticipate and identify risk and then mobilize teams across our global network, if necessary, to take corrective measures to enable timely and secure deliveries. For example, uh, the real-time location monitoring solution uh, transmits data to our operations teams across our global network, which spans 50 countries. They proactively monitor the shipments and the specific route that the shipment is on to make sure that the location and delivery schedule are on track. If a deviation is reported, we can implement a continuity plan to maintain the time deadline, reducing the risk of delays or damage to the shipment, and making sure that patients receive the quantity medicines they need when they need it. Really simple example of this in some therapies, from the time we take the sample, or a nurse will take the sample, to the manufacturer of the therapy, back to the patient, works on a window of 72 hours, even less for nuclear medicines. That means that from wherever that sample comes from, wherever it is on the planet, to a lab, whether it's in the US or Europe or somewhere in, somewhere in China, we will get it to the lab, allow them to process and build this therapy and get it back in a temperature-controlled manner. You can imagine these are incredibly expensive therapies. Um, using these therapies means that a patient's life is at risk, and we can't do that. So real-time location monitoring is one of the things that we're doing to make sure that that does not happen. That's one of the things that I've always brought up in Cold Chain is that, you know, when you're doing these logistics and you're doing everything is, um, you know, it's it's one thing if, you know, you have a pair of jeans that end up in the desert and it's super hot, your jeans are still going to be fine. There's still going to be jeans at the end of the day. You're still going to be able to wear them regardless of whatever condition they've been in in their transit. But when it comes to specifically pharmaceuticals, you know, if there's some medicines where if they get outside of a threshold for five minutes to an hour, they're completely different, they're ineffective, and now that person can't receive it, and it's potentially a life or death situation. It's not necessarily just a package of saline, which is, you know, no one's really going to die if they don't get saline, but it's one of those where, you know, these are, especially with a lot of these different immunotherapies and other things that are coming up that do require such ex excessive and extreme temperature controls, um, it's, it truly is something where, like, if you make a mistake, yes, mistakes happen, but you have to kind of have every different fall safe in place to make sure those don't happen and you know exactly what temperature that is because you don't want to potentially harm someone for giving them tainted pharmaceuticals. In fact, if there are excursions in temperature until we know what they are and how severe they are, the the patient would not be able to receive the therapy in some cases. So you can imagine a case where someone is desperately ill, you have a therapy waiting for them, and then we need to make sure, working back, that it was one, there at the right time, two, there were no excursions, three, and it's safe to, safe to administer. Right. And that's there's risk attached to that, and we have to manage that. Yeah, and that's where like I feel like those visibility things are more important than ever because it's not just oh my ice cream got a little melted so now it's got to refreeze. Like your ice cream is going to be okay. It might taste a little weird. The texture might be off, but for the most part, the ice cream is still edible. Um, but this is, and sometimes, like you said, those there are patients that you know don't necessarily have time for something new to get shipped. So I think it's kind of one of the most valuable things that you can do, especially in, you know, you can package it the best you can, but that extra layer of visibility and monitoring is, has to be a huge risk like taken off and just knowing how everything is and the exact condition that it is in and at all times. Yep, absolutely. So kind of how do you envision this real-time monitoring 
technology? Like, how do you kind of envision it, you know, streamlining operations and kind of improving the overall, you know, customer experience for, you know, those facilities that are ordering these therapies or, um, you know, need these services? I think at the core of this always is access to to accurate real-time data, right? I have data, I can do something with it. I don't know where my shipment is or I don't know the conditions it's in. I, very little I can do to measure. So integrating our real-time location monitoring solution with our transport management system and our inventory management system was vital to us as it results in a seamless flow of data across all platforms. We don't want to create new systems that create silos of data and we can't share it to get meaningful data out to people who need to make decisions in a very time-constrained way. So this real-time location data is not only important to our operations teams, but our customers at once and, and are now expecting more visibility into the shipment journey, particularly as more high-value biopharmaceuticals are being shipped over longer distances to different locations. It's not just a case of I'm moving a a a pack of ibuprofen from the US to Europe, which is a relatively low complex thing. I'm now moving things at, at minus 80, minus 200 around the world into a country where, frankly, they haven't ever run very many clinical trials or there's only one patient in the entire country. There's a lot of complexity attached to those types of things. So following the launch and the rollouts of our real-time location monitoring solution on our packages, uh, we've added a feature into our customer portal that allows our customers to see the real-time location of their shipment. Uh, and what's really important about that is they get to see us at the same time as we do. So there's no delay, there's no filtering, there's no, we, we share the data. All of this results in a much more efficient and improved customer experience. The deployment of this, uh, of course, is part of a bigger plan where we have a multi-year structured innovation plan. Uh, and that that is really aimed at two things. One, enhancing our customer experience because that's really important because our customers are the pharmaceutical companies who create these therapies and their patients. And the second part is uh, is helping elevate our operational performance to the highest possible level. So we talk about world-class shipments. We are absolutely laser-focused on world-class because it's important. Because taking all of, this, all of these things aside, there is a patient at the end of the day who needs this therapy. And that is critical, right? For those that that human being that is absolutely critical to your example, it isn't a pair of jeans in the desert. They get a bit warm. Right? These are life-saving therapies for human beings. I really like that. Um, you know, it kind of that extra layer of logistics and everything like that. It really gives. It has to give those pharmaceutical companies kind of that extra layer of like, okay, if we do develop a therapy that has to be transported at minus eighty, like I we have like we truly do have a partner that can say, okay, yeah, we can get it there, no problem. Like, just develop your technology, no matter how insane and crazy it is, that it needs to be kept at minus whatever. Like, we'll get it there. Just do, like, it's kind of that part of, like, you do the thing that you do really well of, you know, saving people's lives. But we'll do the thing that we do really well of just getting it there very quickly and in a safe manner. Yep, absolutely. So one of these, this is kind of, I mean, everyone kind of has a visibility tool for the most part, you know, it's kind of the cost of doing business in the logistics world. Um, how this, but like the, the new technology that you guys have, um, it's pretty, it's pretty advanced in the world of visibility, at least, you know, in my opinion, um, how kind of, how does this innovation kind of one, put you guys up on that upper echelon, but two, also like, is this going to become the new standard that everyone else is going to have to kind of get on board with? I think so. Um, 
we're in an industry where time and quality are critical. Uh, and we believe that real-time monitoring data is is an essential component. We talk about essential components. It's table stakes, right? If you want to participate in this, um, you will need to do this. Um, by adding this to our packaging by default, so we talk about smart packaging by default, uh, we've created a new standard for tracking. So historically, everybody would offer this as a value-added service. If you if you really want to know where your package is, you can you can subscribe to an additional service and we'll, we'll add it in. Uh, in our case, it's by default. On our multi-use packaging shipments, we track the we track every single one of them. Um, by default, there is no debate, there is no argument. It is it is just a part of the core service. This reflects a commitment uh, for us to innovate uh, alongside our partners uh, to make sure that we can continue to deliver sort of industry-leading customer experience and logistics capabilities. We're building on those as we go along because visibility is part of the solution, but, but making investments in our network, so our new facilities in the US and Atlanta and Chicago, uh, new depots in China and Chile, and, uh, and expanding our cryogenic storage capacity. So for those patients who, are, who need therapies that, that sort uh, cryogenic facilities, they're all designed to make sure that we're better positioned to meet evolving needs and to make sure that as new products come out, you mentioned earlier about healthcare companies developing new therapies, uh, new products, to make sure that we're positioned to do that. So visibility is really important to us. It's a core part of what we're doing. It's part of a broader strategy to make sure that we are prepared for the future and maintain the, the position at the very front of the markets of we get to serve our customers and drive operational excellence in everything that we do. One of the things that I'm kind of curious about, you touched on a little bit earlier, is the um, is like you know going to places where there necessarily isn't that infrastructure for those minus eighty or anything like that. How do you even kind of begin to you know get get things to people there? Is it just kind of like you drop a parcel in? pack it with a bunch of, um, you know, a bunch of different ices or different, um, you know, insulation things? Or is it something where, you know, you just try to partner with like anyone who might be able to top it off there? Because I know in some of the rural parts of, you know, the dev area of the world, there is not exactly a lot of access to dry ice or sub-zero uh, freezers. Well, there's, there's, there's three components to that. The first one is our network. So we have, uh, we have north of 120 facilities around the world. So we have broad coverage and we'll continue to expand coverage. Uh, the second part is our packaging assets. Our packaging assets typically are not things that you can go to your local store and buy. These are things, in many cases, we own, we own the IP on some of them, develop them. We have packaging engineers. We have uh, a capability called Core Labs where we test, um, we test these things extensively to destruction and beyond. So we are very well aware of the thermal performance of our packaging assets. We're crystal clear. If you want to move a package from with uh, X kilograms of material inside of it from one side of the world to the other side of the world, and it's going to sit in the sun for 40 hours at 50 degrees Celsius, we know what that packaging, how that packaging asset will perform in a variety of conditions. Uh, so we have our network, we have our packaging assets, and then we have a network of trusted agents. These are not agents where literally you pick up the phone and say, would you move this box from the airport? It's not that. These are agents who are trained, who are qualified, who use our systems, who understand our packaging assets and the performance thereof. And the final element, of course, is that we, we have 
visibility solutions like RTL on top of these packages as well. So not only do we know um, that we have a trusted partner, we have the right packaging asset, we have our own network, we have controls and quality procedures on top of all these things, we actually know where the package is at any point in time. We know, we know, we have a live feed of data that comes to our systems, our control towers. We're watching all of these things anyway because these things are really important. I uh, I really like that that lab that you have all of the like you know you design it and kind of test it against all levels of destruction, um, the 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 you know likes to destroy things in me part would absolutely love to just spend a day there like just taking a sledgehammer to something and being like is it broken yet or just like toss something into a fire and see how it goes. Um, I think that that would be obviously the most fun part. Um, it's just trying to destroy something, um, but you know, for science. Sure, sure. So um, I guess uh, when it came to rolling out this technology, um, obviously said it's standard across all of your offerings. Did you guys kind of choose to roll it out all at once for all customers or did you just kind of handpick a couple customers to try it out on um, and then slowly roll it out to everyone else as you kind of, you know, work the kinks out because uh, everything, nothing ever goes perfect the first time. We we, we completed the phase rollout this summer uh, and it's now deployed on all of our multi-use packaging assets. Uh, the process was, was robust. Uh, we'd been planning it for quite some time, to put it mildly. Um, even before we started, uh, we needed to make sure the technology platform we used was reliable and it could operate effectively in a wide variety of environments and conditions. Uh, so the lab example was a great one there. We, we spent a lot of time in the lab uh, making we understood how the solution worked for our customers. Uh, and a great example of that is that the devices need to be able to operate in a variety, uh, a variety of environments, uh, fluctuations in temperature, humidity, pressure, um, Shock is a great one, right? You put in the pack, someone will now drop it. What's going to happen to the device? These are sensitive devices, as you can imagine. And then they need to be able to maintain a stable and reliable connection to our monitoring systems, irrespective of where they are. Um, we made the decision that we went through quite a long and robust and very careful planning process with that. Uh, and then we deployed it by packaging type. So we have a variety of packaging type, uh, and we... Uh, uh, to be quite frank, we picked the biggest one and we rolled it out in that. And then we waited six weeks and we rolled it out the next one. And we actually finished a month early. Um, um, so big implementation uh, moved quickly and we moved quickly and we actually moved faster once we realized that we were seeing the re we were seeing the immediate benefits as well. So this was improving uh, our response time from our customer service teams, our operations teams. Uh, our customers were giving us great feedback on it and we thought, well, actually, could we move faster on the solution? Understanding, of course, that we're deploying this across 120 plus offices. Um, our agents have access to them. It's integrated a wide variety of systems. We trained literally thousands of people uh, on the solution. Um, and we move fast because there was value and is value for our customers in this exercise as well. And once you, I think once you get a bit of traction behind you, it's, it's great. Now that we've done that, of course, uh, we need to maintain and monitor these thousands of devices across the network. And these are things that take a lot of resource. Uh, but it's really necessary to make sure that the system is working effectively. Um, so it's one of those things that, that is going to require effort and maintenance on our perspective. But it's, it's an investment well worth making. And then as we look ahead, 
we're exploring the possibility of expanding these capabilities to do enhanced support, perhaps. It's a good way to describe it for our customers. Um, and the key part behind all of this, of course, is I'll go right back to one, one of the first things I said is that there is a patience at the end of every journey. So our innovation roadmap, uh, the work we're doing to maintain operational excellence, all of these things are aligned around the fact that we are very clear and we remember and we remind ourselves every day because it's true. There is a human being at the end of our journey and we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to make sure that that person gets the right medication at the right time in the right condition. And that's absolutely not going to stop. Uh, I, I kind of like that you guys end, like, end with that. And that's like the thing you always come back to. But also, I feel like there should be an award somewhere for an implementation done early because I've never heard of that before. That is uh, absolutely amazing and something that you guys should be screaming from the rooftops of, we did something, we kind of do it early. We have an amazing team. We have spoke about it up front, right? We have, we have amazing people who are all passionate about doing the right thing uh, for our customers and for our, for their patients, um, and it's 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 that makes it a lot easier, right? So there is value in this. There's value for us for our customers. It is something we can manage well. We have great partners. We have uh, really smart people, and that's how we get these things done because it's important. I mean, when you put it that way, it's like why wouldn't it get done? Easy. All right, so we are running out of time, but there is a question that everyone that comes on the show has to answer. And Simon, you are no exception. Are you ready for it? It might be the hardest question you get all day today. Probably. I'm ready. Is cereal considered a soup? Is cereal considered a soup? Uh, cereal is... That's a great question. Is cereal considered a soup? Uh, I would argue no, because it's cold and the primary ingredient is not the liquid, it's the cereal itself. Whereas a soup, you would consider it's the broth is the important part. I mean, I'm also team no because it's cereal. I mean, come on. But I've not, that's the first time it's come down to the ingredients. I really like that. Because you could argue it's the liquid, but if you put the, mul- the milk in a bowl and you have the milk, I mean, you're just having a bowl of milk. It's a little bit weird. Uh, you can eat the cereal dry, which is also weird, um, I guess, but lots of people do that. Um, not my place to judge. As a as a representative from the dry cereal community, we all know it's weird. It's fine. That is a, we that is quite possibly one of the best answers that we've heard. I love it. So if anyone has any questions on your soup opinions or kind of any of this real-time monitoring technology, where can they find you outside the show? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to reach out. My contact details are there. Very happy to chat. Love talking about the stuff. It's really important. It's really interesting. Uh, like climate change in the industry. Um, so yeah, please. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. Simon's DMs are open. Um, so go ahead and hit him up on LinkedIn. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. You can get other episodes of Running on Ice right here on YouTube or anywhere else you get your podcasts like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Need more Running on Ice news? Guess what? Subscribe to the newsletter on freightwaves.com slash running on ice. See you on the internet. 